Welcome to the Intelligence Briefing, What's the Buzz? Where leaders and hands-on experts in AI and automation share how they have turned hype into outcome. I'm your host, Andreas Welch, and if you would like to stay current on running AI in business, make sure to sign up for my newsletter at intelligence-briefing.com. Today, we'll talk about data science or non-data scientists. And who better to talk to about it than someone who's passionate about doing just that? Brandon Cosley. Hey, Brandon, how's it going? Hey, it's going well. Thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. I really appreciate it. Yes. Great. Hey, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do? Sure, absolutely. So uh, I direct a data science organization. Uh, we are responsible for all of the customization that happens for the business. Uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, data science uh, are buzzwords. Everybody's selling them. Uh, but what I think the real challenge is, is trying to figure out how to use those capabilities in the fabric of your own business. And so I'm responsible for being an organization that tries to do just that. Bring those capabilities into the things that are very unique and very special to the industry and to the sort of uh, the, the way in which we work in that industry. Uh, because uh, not every company is going to sell you something that's going to fit perfectly with what you do, your infrastructure, all the old things that you have going on, your legacy systems. So I help bring those capabilities to those systems. Awesome. Um, and I, I know following your content for a while, you're also quite passionate about teaching data scientists to, to non-data scientists outside of work. So I'm, I'm really excited that you're able to, to join me today. Um, and so for, for those of you just joining the stream, please drop a comment in the chat. What business stakeholders should learn about more around AI, do you think? Um, but hey, to, to kick things off, Brandon, should we play a little game? Okay, let's do it. Okay, perfect. So this game is called In Your Own Words. When I hit the buzzer, the wheels will start spinning. And when they stop, you'll see a sentence. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd like you to answer with the first thing that comes to mind and why in your own words. So, Brandon, are you ready for what's the buzz? Let's do this. Good. All right. So then let's get started. If AI were a rock band, who would it be? That is a really fun question to think about. I think if AI were a rock band, the most obvious choice probably would be Daft Punk. I'm a little bit of a techno guy, but if okay. AI were a rock band, it's definitely Daft Punk. All right. And why do you think it's it's them? Well, one, they dress like robots. <laughs> uh, two, they write great music. Uh, it's all electronic. Uh, so when I think of AI, that's what conjures up for they're dense, they're, they're oriented towards digital, and, uh, and they even wear uh, suits that make them look like uh, artificially intelligent robots. But they're yes. not, they're people. So one more time. Absolutely. Cool. That's right. Yeah, makes sense. Perfect. Um, thanks for, for answering that on the spot in your own words. Now, hey, I, I remember um, you mentioned a while ago that you kind of have a dual role, and in, in, in you alluded to that earlier in the intro as well. On one hand, leading a team of data scientists and on, on the other, enabling your business stakeholders on AI, what it is and, and what you can use it for. Now, I'm, I'm really curious, how do you 
do that kind of upskilling? And what kind of prerequisites do you see uh, that, that these individuals on, on business teams should have to make this a successful uh, endeavor? Yeah, so I think there's a couple of different angles. Um, I think that on the one aspect, you have data scientists who are coming into new environments. So data scientists coming out of boot camps and degree degree organizations uh, coming into businesses, trying to figure out what does it mean to take what I've learned about training models and turning that into actual data science products. I think that there is a lot to be learned, not just from those who understand how to train models, but I take that same framework and try and teach that to business stakeholders. Business stakeholders understand that there is a framework, just as there is for building software, that there's a framework for building data science products. And if we can think about that framework together, we can identify those use cases that help us advance the business forward by building upon that framework and then allow those subject matter experts who understand the modeling part to come in and add those pieces. But to me, the most important thing is building understanding around the proper framework for building data science products so that fabric of the business understands use cases make sense when they make sense and then how to actually go about implement implementing them because they know who to talk to you don't need to know how to do each part of that framework right what you do need to know how to do is who to talk to the right people when each different piece of that framework needs to come into play as you're building those problems a all about teaching people what framework is for data science as a solution. That's awesome. I, I, I would like to pick up on one thing uh, that I noticed because I feel in a lot of cases we, we think about AI as, as projects, but I hear you talk about it as a product. How, how do you see that being different and, and why do you feel it's important to call it a product as opposed to a project? So for me, user experiences are fundamental. Uh, and if you can't have the proper user experience, then at the end of the day, um, projects will fail. Uh, and so for me, it's, it makes a lot more sense to call artificial intelligence product, right? Because what it's doing is enabling a user. And so users work with products. Users work in the context of projects. But at the end of the day, what they want is something that they can take away from that project so that they get more value from it day in and day out. And to me, that's why a product is a much more fitting term than the word product. Sure, it takes a project to build a product, but at the end of the day, what you want is a product that lasts for a very long time, that continues to drive value for that team, for that business, for that process. So I really prefer the term product. I think that what we're building as data scientists are truly products. And to me, that orients us towards that user experience, which is fundamental the way in which this, those products can be successful. I think that's a that's a perfect way to summarize and, and, and to frame it and, and to call it that distinction. Um, I really like um, how you think about it and, and, and how you seem to approach it, um, really thanks. putting the, the user at the center. Yeah. So thanks for sharing that. Um, now, you know, like you said, uh, there should be a framework. There are data scientists, there are business stakeholders, and they will eventually work together on building an AI product. Um, how should business stakeholders work with data scientists? What should they be prepared to answer? 
And on the other hand, what should business analysts, data uh, scientists um, be prepared to answer to help understand the problem much better and, and much more quickly? Great question. I think the most fundamental challenge as a data scientist is really trying to understand how to turn business problem or what I often call real problems into data science problems. Fundamentally, there are different degrees of sophistication that we can turn business problems into data science problems. Those data science problems are the ways in which we reframe business problems in the context of the capabilities that we have available to us, whether they be tools, technologies, models, you name it, right? All, all the things that fit under that umbrella of data science. But the better we, the better able we are to take all of those real problems and reframe them as data science problems, the better able we are to identify whether or not there are data science solutions for those problems. Now, will the problem fundamentally change or the solution fundamentally change? Absolutely. And that's where communication becomes fundamental to that entire process. So there needs to be a communication between the business stakeholder and the data science team that work together to say, hey, here's how we translate pain that you have using the capabilities that we know to how to potentially solve that pain point. And so trying to tie those two things together is where the magic happens, right? That's the magic in the middle. And that, I think, is the most challenging part to what I do on a day-to-day basis is trying to bring my business stakeholders where they're dealing with real everyday problems into my world to say, hey, there's a data science solution for that, but we need to reframe it in different ways. And that means we need to reframe the way that you think about your real problem. And so we look at the capabilities of data science to try and do, it doesn't always fit. And when it doesn't fit, then we have to understand that and be ready to move on. And more importantly, we have to be ready to experiment because oftentimes we don't know if it fits. So when we look for that magic in the middle, we have to have that clear communication. We take those real problems, we turn them into data science problems, and then we find all the different possible solutions that may fit in the middle. And that's where the value is. Whenever we fail fast, we identify the solution more quickly, and hopefully we can deploy that solution project so that it becomes, is again, product. <laughs> Perfect. Um, you know, I've, I've seen in, in my own experience that a lot of times you start with something like, hey, let's, um, you know, let's, let's either see where or how we can apply AI to, to this problem, or here's... Um, here's an idea that, that will help somebody um, reduce the number of, of clicks or get better insights. And then you need to start drilling down, right? Why are you doing this? What does it mean? What's the next step? What does the um, business impact look like? W- what are you seeing there? Do you see that be, be part of that conversation as, as well uh, in, in your work? Yeah, absolutely. So I think to kind of, um, you know, sort of revisit what I just said in the previous answer, you know, real problems have KPIs tied, right? They have key performance indicators. Businesses about metrics, obviously. It drives our bottom line. But where data scientists really have challenge trying to understand how their work drives and affects those KPIs. And so what's really important is, again, to try and understand 
how we turn all these that we've been trained to do and bring those in to impact those KPIs. That's where the business can understand you. That's where you can have an impact. But that's also fundamental. The hardest challenge lies because it's not always the case that when we translate that real problem into a business pro- or into a data science problem, excuse me, that we have an impact on that KPI. So we need to make sure that fundamentally the things that we're doing with our data science are having an impact on that KPI so that that way the business understands the value of what we built. Great summary. Um, and again, tying it back to, to business KPIs and something that your business stakeholders care about and are uh, it's eventually measured on. Um, so keeping an eye on the chat, um, I, I see Lisa uh, saying, hey, keep discussions simple and using analogies is helpful when you work with business stakeholders. Um, and um, quick shout out to, to Oliver um, in, in Germany, um, who said, hey, I've, I've built a, a course in, in English and German called Data Science for Business Leaders uh, for Small Medium Enterprises. So check that out. Um, and uh, Sujata is saying, hey, we, we have to be willing to, to experiment, like you said, She, she emphasizes with that so true, um, that it's, it's not always a fit and, and that, um, also needs to be the, the expectation, um, you know, that it is experimentation and in some cases more research than, you know, a, a straightforward process in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, now to, to close it out with, with our last question, I, I know you've seen your fair share of AI projects, obviously, and, um, I think one perspective that then is, is usually not covered that, that much is what does it actually look like from a data science manager's perspective? How can your business stakeholders and your business analysts make your life as a data science manager easier? What do you see in, in your work? Fundamentally, for me, it comes down to communication. I'm maybe sometimes described as an over-communicator. Um, I always check in. I really like to have the conversations. And I think to Sujata's point, It's really important to understand where where the language crosses different boundaries and different domains. Um, you have to take a lot of time, a lot of attention, and you have to spend a lot of real care to try and understand where the language is using different terms, but it means the same thing. And And that's fundamentally where I think we struggle as data science managers to help communicate the value of the work that our teams do with our business stakeholders. And so the more that we can get in front of them, the more that we can have those conversations, the better able they are to articulate the relationship between their their real problems and the ways in which my teams and my developers can solve. So I think at the end of the day, for me, if I were to wrap it up in a single sentence, it would be communicate. Spend lots of time talking And I know it seems so fundamentally simple, but it is so important that we spend time communicating with those individuals. It is always people in the loop. If we don't keep them in the loop, then whatever we're doing is destined to fail. So it's always keeping them in the loop. It's always making sure that we communicate and then being willing and, and also being empathetic and understand that we're talking about the same things, just using different words. And so trying to find those relationships is where we really drive value. I think that's, that's golden, that, that advice, keeping people in, in the loop and working as one team to have a shared understanding. Um, there's not much more I, I can add. 
Um, one last question from, from the chat before we wrap it up um, um, altogether. Arek is, is asking, hey, Brandon, uh, when you conduct projects, are you mostly looking for a specific domain expertise or more AI strategists? Fun question. Both, actually. Um, so uh, it's important. Uh, I always train both data scientists and non-data scientists to understand that the more knowledge that you have of how data science algorithms work, to train their models, right? The better, the, the more options will be available to you for potential solutions, right? For turning real problems into potential data science solutions. So it's important that you have AI strategists that understand the framework through which build products. But I am most interested in domain expertise because at the end of the day, they're the ones who are struggling with the real problems that we're trying to solve. And so what we need to be able to do is we need to be able to connect the two together. So my answer to Ark's question is that you need both fundamentally. The sophistication that you have on the AI side is important because it opens you up to new possibilities. But at the end of the day, it's really fundamental that your domain expert helps to articulate what their real problem is and how the potential solutions may actually impact the metrics that they're trying to change. And that's a, that's a great summary. So having both domain expertise and technical expertise to, to make the biggest impact possible. Um, Give me awesome. apples and dough to have apple pie. Perfect. Now you're making me hungry. Hey, let's, let's wrap it up. Uh, and, and maybe if, if I can toss it over to you to quickly summarize the the key points for, for each of, of, of the topics that we talked about? So for me, for data scientists and non-data scientists, um, understanding the framework through which we build uh, uh, solutions, uh, which I have called products, um, understanding the, the full product life cycle of data scientists uh, is fundamental, uh, and communication, constant communication with those domain experts who are dealing with the real problems that data scientists need to be able to turn into data science problems so that that way we can look for experimentations to find proper solutions that actually fit and have impacts on the KPIs that those business domain stakeholders are really struggling with. So communication, understanding the framework, and then enabling that communication so that you find that magic in the middle and understand that it will take experimentation. And then oftentimes that experimentation does take time. But the more we communicate, the faster we're able to fail, the quicker we able the quicker we are able to get to a solution that develops a product that has a lasting impact for a given organization. Awesome. Thank you so much for for wrapping it up. Uh, and folks in the audience, we're coming uh, up to the end of our show today. Thank you so much for joining us, Brandon, and for sharing your expertise with us. It, it's been great having you on. I uh, really appreciate Amir. it. Thanks, Andreas. Right. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you so much for joining and learning with us. See you next time for another round of the Intelligence Briefing, What's the Buzz?